tags, no tags. Hey, what is up, good people? Welcome to a brand new episode of The Midnight Drop. I'm your host, Jordan Malone, and with me today, we got a cool guest in Julia. Say what's up, my guy. What's up? And, damn, that was fast, man. <laughs> what's up? Why you gotta say it so fast? I'm a fast talker. But you gotta, like, <laughs> well, say what's up, Julia. What's up? <laughs> Start over. No, I'm not starting that shit over here. <laughs> but, welcome to an episode. Julian, thanks for coming in today, man. One of my good friends, all the way from middle school, has been... Helping out with the podcast, just been kind of advertising it, been listening to it for a minute, so glad to have you here, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> that fast talking shit. <laughs> but we're here with a brand new episode of Midnight Drop. We're going to be talking about some cool things. Julian and I are just going to kind of chat it up for a little bit, but our big topics is just uh, Julian's going to talk about how he felt with Scream. Uh, I know I haven't watched the film yet because of the snow, so I definitely want to give the floor to Julian when we get to that point and see how he feels about it. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Munich, The Edge of War, one of the newest films that came out today on Netflix that I actually talked about in my last episode. Very excited to talk about that for a little bit. And we're just going to be chilling throughout the entire episode. So with that being said, we'll get back right to you once this is over. Let's go ahead and get into it. You're, I'm telling you, man, you're a one fast fucking talker. I know, I know. Like, you were just that quick. <laughs> Bro, goddamn. How you, how, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. Feeling good? How's, yeah. how's your day been? Pretty chill so far. I've been like, you know, Ozark? Yeah, I heard that. Uh, the final season came out today, so I was binge watching it. Like, part one? Part one. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I haven't even, I've heard about it. Never got onto it though. Never, never watched the episode. No, I recommend it. It's like Breaking Bad, but Netflix. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what kind of made me not want to watch that. Well, it's good. It's like it's it's trying not to be Breaking Bad. Like it's different in a way. Mm-hmm. Like it's not copying or anything. It feels. It just feels like its own thing. Yeah, even though it's like the. It's not the same story, but it's like. It's like <laughs> dealing with drugs and the cartel and everything, but it's not copying. Is they're actually that characters are way different from from the ones in Breaking Bad. Yeah, I can see that because doesn't the story revolve around like uh like a whole family, like the husband's trying to just like pay off some debts and yeah, debts he's and like the whole family gets into it. He got trapped into it, like oh fuck by his by his best friend. Oh fuck! So he's trying to get out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But the weird twist is, the the mom is like, and that's spoiling. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. The mom is like, she doesn't have a job, and now she's like, get to do this cartel stuff. She feels important. Oh, so it's more like a, it's kind of like one person's trapped into it, and the wife, the other person, is having a midlife crisis, and it's like, I'm on top of the world and shit. Pretty much. Okay. That she's, actually sounds uh, like what Gutenberg, uh, you Gutenberg? know. 
the character in Breaking Bad, the main character. Uh, she's kind of like she's the wife. Not she's the husband from Breaking Bad. Oh, she's like the husband. So she's Walter White. Yeah, Walter White. Oh, okay. So she's she, turning into Walter White. That's that's interesting. I'm definitely gonna have to get on to that because the shows. I, I I'll be honest. It's like Netflix has been pumping out so many things that I don't really catch on to it. I catch on to some stuff now a lot because the shows they put out are like hit or miss. Mm-hmm. They cancel the good shows and replace them with like I mean that's shows the, we don't care about. That's the Netflix standard, fam. Yeah, that's the Netflix fun, fucking standard. The other standard is that you get the fourth season of a show, unless it's that good, it's not as good as it was before. Like you ever heard or remember a show, Dear White People? Yeah, I remember that. Have you watched? <laughs> how far have you gone with that? I've passed like it was a season before the recent one. Uh-huh. I can't remember the no- what, what number of seasons, like season three, I think. Yeah, there's there's four seasons. The fourth season came out. Wasn't like a fourth season, like a musical or something? Yes. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I heard, I saw the trailer. I was like, what, what uh, happened? I, shit. I, I watched season four. I watched, no, I won't even say I watched all of it. I'm lying. That's me being too nice. I watched half of it and turned the fuck off. That was, that was a terrible season. Like I had to watch. I only watched half of it. Turned it off. Went back to it a couple of days and finished it. And I was like, "This is terrible." I didn't even touch season four. See, like, here was the thing: season one was so fucking good. Like it, I won't say it was really fucking good, but it was nice. It was really cool. It, it talked about a lot of issues that black people go through at PWIs and just what issues black people go through in general. And had a really nice story arc with some of their characters. Season two continued on that. Season three kind of went off the rails a little bit, but it was cool. And season four, it's like they've been gone for so long, and then they tried so many different things, and they just got really meta that it reminded me of Matrix, and I a Matrix four that came out, and I'm like, I already hated that fucking movie. So if you do anything meta, I'm gonna have to. I'm I'm done and. <laughs> the musical portion, I just cringed like so fucking hard. I heard like I saw a post on Twitter because I just love uh, film film pages I follow, and so like they said, "Oh, it's going to be a musical." I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Why a musical all of a sudden? Yeah, like it doesn't make any fucking sense at all. And I don't know why you're trying to change it, but that's besides the point. I guess they ran out of ideas or something. I guess. I guess that's the point. The whole joke they were trying to talk about, but. No, besides that, uh, besides Ozark, everything else good? Yeah, like, I actually saw something in the movie theaters recently. Have you heard of Bell? Bell? What are you talking about? That's like his anime uh, movie. Oh, I heard about that. I saw a trailer for it. Yeah, it's really good. Like, yeah. That's a good musical. If, like, you bring up <laughs> musicals. Like, you ever heard of these movies, Summer Wars, Wolf Children? Yes, I heard Summer Wars was, like, one of the best anime films of the it's year. It's made by that same director. That same director? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw a poster for it, and then I saw a little bit of a trailer I I'm, I would actually be cool playing a trailer here you play in like it. in a little bit, like in a little bit. Uh, once we get through everything, because I think it'd be pretty pretty cool. I think it'd be disrespectful if that movie didn't get nominated for best animation film because it's really that for for like this upcoming award season. Yeah, this upcoming awards. If I, it doesn't get nominated, I'm gonna be pissed. Over Mitchell versus the Machines. Yeah, I mean it's an anime film, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Not yeah, because yeah, like I think this will be a big discussion that I could probably have with you and some other people. But like anime films, it seems like it doesn't really get that much res- uh, respect. 
and like the Academy Awards here in America. Well, not now because like actually, you know, you know, um, Demon Slayer, not that, um, Spirit, Spirited uh, Away, yeah, Spirit Away, Spirit Away got one, yeah, it won, but like that was like the only one. But I would say that that was like one of the rare ones, though. Yeah, it was really rare. Yeah, I mean. You'll never see Dragon Ball Super Broly never. get nominated. No, as good as that movie, that was that will never get nominated. I was hoping for Demon Slayer to get nominated. I think, yeah, Demon Slayer should be nominated because I don't even care if you're a demon if you never heard of Demon Slayer. Like going into that movie, the art was so fucking amazing, and the story was actually pretty cool. It's just like I don't really need to know who these characters are. It would be cool to know. Yeah, you should like watch the first season. Yeah, then like the movie. They did. They try to do like a thing where they did the, episode, the movie all over again, but in episodes yeah, for season like, two, like they did with Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, but like you can just skip that and go straight to the second half of season two. It'll be just as good though. Yeah, which you know I've said that Demon Slayer is a great anime. The first season is is awesome. The second season is continuing that. The second I saw the recent episodes really good. Yeah, I I need to uh, I need to read the manga. Because I've already been spoiled about what's going on yeah. on there. I already know what's happening. Uh, with just the whole fact that uh, we already see all the upper six moons and who dies and who lives and what's the you know the ending. So I know. I just need to like read it all through to kind of get a good story. But eh, just kind of like My Hero Academia before I got into the manga, I'm just kind of going through the waves. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's good to know that you're doing all right, man. I know you... Over here doing your thing as a production assistant, man. Doing your thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of traveling. Yeah. Like, any stories you got to tell about that or no? Like, how did you how did you end up getting that position? Well, I went to a, a film festival, actually. Then, they're like, you know how you give away connections? Like, networking shit. Yeah, yeah, networking. I met this one dude. I forgot his name. He referred me to his friend. And he referred me to his other friend. She contacted me. She said, hey... I wonder if you want to do some production and camera work around Nashville or surrounding areas if you like to. I'm like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Then, like, the very next week, she put me on a job to go to Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. Mm, that's, oh, yeah. That's then Pulaski. I was like, oh. Pulaski? Pulaski. <laughs> the racist city in the world, but next to Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Like, the birthplace of the KKK. Yeah. I was like, Pulaski? I mean, like, yeah, but you can pay a lot. I'm like. How much is a lot, though? It was like. Close to three hundred. I was like three hundred a day. I was like, okay. I mean, I'm a broke nigga. That that's a lot to me. <laughs> that's a lot to me. Oh, bring the microphone up closer to you, real quick. That's lo- that's a lot to me. Yeah, but I got you. Okay, go ahead. I was like, okay. I'll, I I it was actually really a lot of nice people. I'm like, I expected some stuff to happen, but like it didn't happen. Yeah, you know Kesha, right? Ke- who Kesha? That girl who did the TikTok song. Tick. Yeah, I know what you're talking. I was about. I was like, she was doing a thing. I was working for her. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, but it was the first thing, the the day I got there was actually really uh, long because I had to to go to the airport, pick up one of the crew members, drive them to Lawrenceburg, Mm -hmm. go back to Nashville, pick up her stuff, like her luggage and everything, (laughs) and drive back. I was like... (laughs) And the guy who hired me, he was like, "Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's mostly what production assistants do." I'm like, "Pick up bags and shit." I mean, the bellhop and shit. Pretty much, it's like you know, get food for everyone. But there's like some, there was some beneficial stuff I've met because like every time I'm a production assistant, I make it a 
goal to like hang out with the camera crew and like get to know yeah the camera crew mm-hmm. and i did hang, hang down with a lot like the thing we we're doing we we're going to a haunted a haunted uh business i think that's what it was a haunted business yeah it was like a haunt it was like a abandoned business building no not business it was like a haunt, a haunted theater actually oh okay we had to go upstairs it was definitely haunted like you can tell it was haunted then i was like okay they started filming okay the camera crew was actually really cool. They showed me some uh, interesting things. Mm-hmm. They didn't let me use their gimbal, like put it on, help with the camera and all that. That's actually really cool. That actually is pretty cool. Then, like, I guess the yeah. plus is they gave me, like, a van. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, okay, that's one step up. <laughs> I'm over here running around and getting this shit. Yeah. I'm actually big time over here. It was, it was like one of those vans I didn't know. I had to work in it one night. I was like, what kind of van is this? Like, it has so many buttons. I was like, what do I do? <laughs> I had to like turn on a button to like turn on the whole car. It, it was so it was, it was so, so hard to find. Yeah, it's like one of those upgrade car like updated vans like celebrities use. Mm-hmm. I was like so scared to drive it, but then like I got used to it over time. Mm-hmm. Then the very next week after that, I got another job. Mm-hmm. It was a natural first. Then I had to go to Memphis the, ne- the very next day. Mm-hmm. I had to drive the camera equipment from Nashville all the way to Memphis. Ooh, fuck. And back. Okay. But it, it was, like, cool. I mean, it wasn't – I hadn't, like, um, keep up with anyone or anything. It was, like, my own pace. Mm-hmm. I had someone with me in the car, so I wasn't, I wasn't alone. So, you, yeah, you weren't, you know, alone just – like sad as hell. If I was alone, I'm like, oh, this sucks. But I had like yeah. someone from the camera crew to like talk to. And he he was cool. Became your best friend and literally like a road trip. Yeah. Had your own thing. It was fun. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like we, I remember the uh, we uh, he drove first, uh-huh. and then like it was like a three hour drive, like. Hour fifty, like halfway there, mm-hmm. we switched because, like, you know, he's tired, and uh, I I got to sleep in the car. It's so, like we then I drove, mm-hmm. but then when I had to drive back, like days later, I had like driving myself because he had a plane to catch. Mm-hmm. I had to take the equipment to a warehouse, you know, how, like equipment houses all over Nashville. Then take the car to the airport to return it because, like, these were rentals; these weren't like vans we could own. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's way. That sounds like a lot. It was a lot. That is a fucking a lot. So at that point, I, I guess it's just with your job. It just seems like you're just moving things back and forth. You're helping people out. Yeah, you're like half a bellhop, half a van driver, half of a a, a a student of the game. Yeah. So I mean, it's just like, I mean, it, it beats not doing shit. Not yeah, it beats not doing anything. Yeah, I mean, you're at least learning. Yeah, and then like. I went to Kentucky last week. No, it was during December. Last week of December for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually pick up food or do anything. Like All I did was like hang around the camera crew all day, which was actually really fun. Mm-hmm. That was actually way better than like the other two. Mm-hmm. I actually got to hang like film and everything. Mm-hmm. No, that, that sounds dope, man. I'm proud of you, bro. Thank you. Yeah, bro, we got to go ahead and clap it up for my guy. Shut up. <laughs>
<laughs> that was the wrong button. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You want to tell me that? that was the wrong button. I'm sorry. I meant to. I meant to. T- t- <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, for anybody I don't know, <laughs> there's a whole Rocaster over here, a Rocaster Pro, and you have these buttons. So, like, I had thought the orange button was this, but really the orange button was shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I quickly, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was fuck. Oh shit! You're good. Oh fuck! I just have quickly said, "Oh my god, no!" You don't <laughs> tell me to shut the fuck up. I came to your house to be disrespected. I think I came here to be disrespected. Oh shit! I'm sorry, but you're good. No, that's that's all good stuff, man. Technical uh, mishap. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. We got too many of these around here, but um, no, my day's been pretty good. Um, that's like the that's the hardest we last since I told you when you walked in because uh. Before you came in, I was on the phone with this guy, and uh, I was trying to find ways. One of my goals is try to like advertise this podcast and get it out to people. One of those was to think outside the box. So thinking outside the box sometimes is where you are more susceptible to be stupid and a little bit of a dumbass, but for good reason. And I actually tried um, promoting my podcast on Bumble. <laughs> Don't you give me that? It's phone. something. Yeah, it's something because they have the they have the business portion. Yeah. So I did my podcast strictly for the business portion of it. But I guess I was a dumbass and realized that it was going to attract people from the BFF side and from the other port and from the dating side as well. And I really wasn't looking to date anybody. I, I mean was- single people look at this like, huh, this is something to do. Mm, yeah, it's like single people go in there and be like, yeah, but you know, that's not my main prerogative because, you know, my life is good right now. And yeah. uh, I had people, I had, you know, I had a lot of people come in and actually wanted to know about the podcast because what I put out there was pretty cool. So a lot of people listened to it before they matched with me and said, yo, your podcast is dope. And I was like, oh, so this isn't a bad idea at all. It's really not. It's really, it's not, it's, it's really not. Like there's some people came in, tried to flirt and I said, nope, can't do that. Sorry. I bl- Lock the fuck out of that. At that point, I did. Shut the fuck up. So then at that point. That was needed. That was needed. But uh, there was one guy who on the business section, he liked my post. And he actually, you know, came and, well, he didn't come over here. That'd be weird as hell. Yeah. He, uh, you know, he we talked on the phone, had a really good time. He's a videographer at uh, News Channel 5. Okay. And, uh you know, we just ended up starting talking about movies for a good minute. I was actually came home early so I can set things up for you and watch the rest of Munich, The Edge of War. Mm-hmm. And we just ended up talking about Christopher Nolan, about he is, uh, his words, Tenet was a bad movie. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> That's what, he, he thought it was, he thought it was a, it wasn't the best. Uh, he thought Zack Snyder's Justice League was is 10 times better than the original Version of oh it. yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then he uh, he said um he said this real cool thing about Josh Whedon. Yeah, it's true about like how you don't have to say like you don't have to say I'm a good decent person to be a good decent person. Yeah. So there's that. A then, lot of stuff Josh Whedon going through. Yeah. Such with like the cyborg actor. Yeah, Ray Fisher. Yeah, I was what? like, yeah, because he had all the types of investigations with Warner Bros. All with all the. 
on set issues yeah, with like, a, everybody else and stuff. So we started talking about that. And it was a really good discussion. And you came. So you fucked it up. <laughs> but, but uh, no, no, you're good. <laughs> Fucker. But no, the guy was, the guy was real cool. And, um, you know, I asked him if he wanted to come to the podcast. He can. Uh, I don't think he would want to be in this area. Not but this area, like yeah, it'd be kind of weird. But uh, I thought it'd be really cool. And plus, uh, I'd probably get him connected uh, with Brandon. Yeah. Brandon used to uh, do an internship with uh, News Channel 2. Okay. Oh, yeah, he did. He did do that. Yeah. I remember, I remember seeing him like post stuff like that. Yeah, and right now he's working with the Titans camera crew. Nice. So tomorrow we'll we'll definitely see some stuff from him. But um, yeah, it was a really nice conversation. So Bumble has been cool in terms of like promoting it. There have been some hiccups here and there, but I mean overall, it's getting the job done. People are are, are watching the pod or are listening to the podcast. So that's been cool. Uh, besides that, life's been good. I had a meeting. Uh, with the admissions director for uh, my master's of public health for epidemiology at Vanderbilt. Okay, you going to Vanderbilt? Yeah, cool. I'm, I'm working there at, as a medical as a research assistant for the infectious diseases department, and uh, I'm going to grad school to uh, work. Well, I, I want to go to <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? I'm going. I want to. I'm applying to grad school to be an epidemiologist mm-hmm. because at first I wanted to be a doctor, but a lot of bullshit happened in the way. To where I was just like, I don't know if I want to do that. Was it like classes or like? Well, it's a long story. And we got like some time before we get in. Yeah. Because we know we're going to be here for a minute. So you want to sit down and enjoy this nice little story? I would love to. All right. Go get your milk and cookies. <laughs> go get your lasagna. Oh, I'm get in your, your house. You got that stuff? Shit, well, you, you, ain't, you ain't touching on my shit. Hey, we got that chicken season. You can eat that. But <laughs> I got chicken season. In your room? Why the fuck do I got chicken seasoning in my room? That doesn't make no fucking sense. I mean, you got like, well, you got like a sandwich later, last I ate it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but no, you don't want that. But uh, no, basically, um, for everybody who's listening, for anybody who knows me, I went to Morales College, one of the top four HBCUs in the country. Um, I went in there originally as a kinesiology major, and then I actually decided to switch my major to bio because at one point I'm be a physical therapist. I got into this program, Morehouse School of Medicine, their undergrad program. Really cool. Got a cool uh, $2,500 scholarship to help out because that school is Morehouse financially is no fucking joke. It costs a lot, like near $50,000 a year. Oh, God, yeah. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I really wish I went to MTSU, but... I didn't want to do that. I mean, I, when you went to HBCU, that's was that's was that's was cool. It was real cool, yeah. And I guess around that time, I decided I wanted to be a doctor. So I went pre med, uh, did my thing. I used to have a four and it went down all the way to like I think uh, towards like the end of the end of college. It's now like a three point oh seven. I mean, that's still like that's good. that's still good because I got a big ass cushion to fall on. But it was just like when you go from four point to three point oh seven, it's like fuck. I mean, I understand. Like, yeah, like my my final GPA was like a three point four. I I can remember it was like three point four. That's so good though. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, like I went down and then I realized a lot of things happened in the way. First of all, um, there it starts off where I. I uh I I took one semester my first semester of my junior year, I took twenty three credit hours. Oh really? Yes. Okay. And the classes were 
uh, cell bio, organic chemistry, art, physics, advanced Chinese. Advanced Chinese? Yes, advanced Chinese. Um, all the labs with those classes. Um, oh, I also took stats, too. Like, like I think statistics. So I was fucked. Yeah, I think after, like, because, like, film students are only allowed to have one math class. And, like, after math, I was done. I was, I as a bio major, well, as a kinesiology major, I was only go all the way up to pre-cal. I was done. And I went to bio. They said, oh, sorry, you got to take a... You got to take calculus and uh, statistics. I do what you got to do. And then now I was like, fuck, man. So I ended up taking those class. I take all those classes, 23 credit hours. I, by the grace of fucking God, I managed to maintain a 3.0 that semester. Yeah. And it was so weird because there were times where, like, I was sleeping in my car after studying, like, through the night, eating Taco Bell. You know, like, never mind me, like, studying crazy as hell or sleeping in my car. I was eating Taco Bell. It was it was terrible. I mean, we had to... <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? It's- yeah, dude, you survived. I mean, I, I was going through that, too. Like, I was in... I, in my freshman year, I, t- I did the wrong thing. And so I take, like, a night class. Yeah. It was, like, a three-hour class, like, six to nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Then, like, I had to... It wasn't the day wasn't over. I still had to go study for the next for the next class in the morning because, mm-hmm. like you know, I had eight AMs and you should never take an eight AM in college. I was never. That was my fault because I was so eager to get into classes. I I was I took one eight AM. I think the only good thing good about it was that if you don't have any classes afterwards, that it was cool. But like you know, you got to chill. I think like on Wednesday I only had like one class was eight AM. Like okay, I'll risk that. I mean that's fine. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean. I was just mad at the fact that I was eating Taco Bell late at night because that was the only place I was open. Oh, but, damn, really? Yes. I was in a fucking food desert. Like, like, like I wasn't... To be quick with it, this area around Morehouse was, you know, the hood, and there was the only places that were open late at night were the fast food restaurants. But crazy enough, you know shit is fucked up when a 24-hour McDonald's is not open 24 hours. No. That's... Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I wouldn't trust it. <laughs> I wouldn't trust it, but it was just... I would go up there. There'd be people inside McDonald's, and it would not open. They would not sell shit. And I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? They're tired of working. They are. And I'm just like, it sucks working 24 hours, but damn, this is the first time. But that's besides the point. So I managed to keep it 3.0, but the next, the following semester at that Morehouse program I was in, uh, they didn't like the fact that I basically uh, took did that without their permission. So they thought that I wasn't fit to take MCAT prep with the rest of my class. So they told me to wait for the summertime. But COVID happened. Yeah, that messed up everything. The, the panoramic started panoramaing around this shit. And uh, I think at that point, I was never notified about taking the summer portion of the MCAT prep. So I ended up doing MCAT prep over the summer. And then, not only while I was working at a COVID hotline for the state of Tennessee, uh, I was also doing online classes. So I was doing both of those things, studying for the MCAT. Took the MCAT, ah, 489. And that's, the the MCAT is on a scale of 470, I believe, all the way up to uh, five, 528. That's right. So I was definitely low. So I had a 489, low score. I didn't like it. Uh, but I was glad to be over with it. And I just decided that what are other things I can do to, like, achieve my goals, which was to help people 
in the African-American community and like spread awareness of just health and uh, health inequality. And I thought epidemiology is a good point because with COVID and the, and the pandemic, almost a panoramic now, mm-hmm. uh, the COVID pandemic uh, is that, you know, African-Americans and other minorities were, you're telling like a bunch of people had died, African-Americans and other minorities dealt 10 times the blow because there's just a lot of health inf- misinformation, health inequality, uh, not that much ease of access. So I want to be in a position to where how can I learn how to study and contain these infectious diseases in a clinical uh, in a clinical research setting, but also in a point to where I can use big technology and also, you know, public health knowledge. So I decided to go into epidemiology. So that's where I'm at right now. There was a point where I was going to be able to take the MCAT prep towards the last semester of college. But I was like, I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. I already got so much shit going on. I'm done. I know that feeling. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not doing this. So that's where I'm at right now. And that's how I got to this point. I worked at the COVID hotline. The state of Tennessee cut funding because they thought COVID doesn't exist anymore because we had a vaccine. Yeah. And which is fuck. But you go downtown. No, like barely anyone has a mask on. Yes. It's stupid. But, um. Uh, afterwards, it's just, um, we had a, this is a crazy situation with, we, there was just a crazy situation where they just cut the funding and, uh, I ended up finding a job as a research assistant. Okay. Friend of a medical. So that's where I'm at right now. But yeah, to all point, I'm good. Um, just here. Uh, definitely got stuff to do tomorrow, podcasting, everything. So, and definitely watch a lot of movies. Going to try to. I'm going to attempt to go to the movie theater and watch Scream, the 355, come back and watch a hero, you know, have a really good time. So Okay. Yeah. I'm like, tomorrow I should be doing, like, I don't know. I I, I plan on doing something tomorrow, but I don't know if it will happen because, like, you know, it's getting cold out there. Yeah, it's cold as fuck. They might cancel it because, like, it's getting too cold. Yeah. And plus, there's the Titans game tomorrow, too. Yeah, that. And the playoffs. And I'm like, I really would be interested to watch the playoffs. Do you think the Titans going to make it? <sighs> Disclaimer, this is not a sports podcast, so <laughs> don't take anything seriously here. I think the Titans will definitely win tomorrow, but it's going to be tough because the Bengals' offense is that good. Joe Burrow, uh, the guy that I love playing at LSU, and the guy I love playing with the Bengals, has shown that he is worthy of a number one overall pick. The only thing uh that i feel that puts us over the edge is that our entire team seems to be really healthy uh our defense has shown up this has shown up this later half of this season except from really bad teams and um i think one of the best things is that our rushing attack is great and our rushing defense is awesome like our, our pass rush off our pass rush defense is nice like jeffrey simmons underrated as hell uh uh arter Autry, I hope I'm saying it right. I think so. Yeah, Autry, he he is that fucking good. And the fact that we got Derrick Henry back, Julio Jones, and AJ Brown seem to be healthy. Uh, I think we just keep going rush, rushing attack, play old school football, pass the ball when we really need to, and uh, we good because that that's the whole thing. Why we got Julio? It, it, he fits our scheme to just you just make sure you get you know get the downs you need. You know you're not going to get big numbers unless you make big runs. It is what it is. So that's how I feel. Um, I really feel like we'll win tomorrow. But if we don't, it's because the Bengals' offense is that fucking good. Yeah. So what you think? I think they're going to make it far, like yeah, like you said with the Bengals. I think, like, Bengals, 
it's like is, is that going to be a challenge for them? Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, like all my most of my family and friends like Titans fans. Yeah. So like, I can't wait to see their faces if they lose. Oh, I'm, I, I mean, the whole city's gonna be mad as hell because it yeah. seems like our Super Bowl window is so wide right now. It really is. So I, I really hope we do win, but. Yeah, I mean, we got the games tomorrow. I'm going to try to make some extra money from just doing my other job and uh, try to do all that. And definitely, after watching those films, record an episode on Sunday and go from there. Okay. So, then, like, here's one film recommendation. What? I heard a lot of good stuff about Licorice Pizza. I actually did a review on that you already. You did? Yeah. I, I got to see that. That's how I know you don't fucking listen. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but uh, I, I'll be real quick with it. Um I gave that movie like a seven out of ten. Oh, seven out of ten. Because I feel like, I feel like it is a problematic film, wrapped in it. It's a problematic film that's wrapped in amazing, great, amazing filmmaking. That's like most of the filmmaking you're talking about. Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know it's just wrapped in greatness, but inside it's bullshit. But well, I mean, like you're talking about like eighty percent. Probably ninety of filmmaking, like they have a problem. It's mostly like romanticized, like good-looking cinematography. Yeah, I mean, my whole problem with the film is that I, I love the whole. My whole problem with the film is that I love the direction, I love the score, I love the cinematography, and just the acting in there is great. But the biggest problem is that why are you romanticizing a, a young boy getting with a twenty-six-year-old woman? And this twenty-six-year-old woman is enabling this boy, and it and is answering to his advances, and is having a whole crisis. And then towards the end of the film, is saying, "Oh, I love this man, and I should just be okay." With just first of all, he's not a man, and second, that is some toxic mentality shit. I mean, that, it, that happens a lot. It, it happens a lot, and I had this conversation with somebody about how, like, you know, if this was the other way around. This would cause a lot of controversy and mass hysteria in the climate we live in. So to say that this film is like getting a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes because it's Paul Thomas Anderson and the filmmaking is just saying that, I feel like that's a double standard and that's really fucked up. That really is a double standard there. Yeah. And then there's the whole, the jokes that they do here. Like, did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. I was like, I was like say I heard good things. I didn't actually see it. Okay. I was going to see it. And there's a... There's a, I'm still going to see it, but yeah. There's a there's a thing in the movie where they do a joke, and it's so ridiculous. I want you to catch catch it. Call me at when you see that movie. Call me and tell me when you see that joke, or okay. like text me and be like, "Yeah, I see what the fuck you're talking about." It's a very racist joke to a to to an ethnic group, and it's fucked up. Oh boy, it's just it's like it's funny at the first time because it's like, oh shit, they really went there. But then it happens a second time, and it's like you don't really need to go there again. Like, like this is not progressing the story. Like a running joke or something. It's, it's kind of like a running joke. Oh, but no then way. it just stops, like before it hits the mile, because it's like we don't need to get there. I don't know. You don't need to do that again. Yeah, you don't need to do that. It was playing the first time. Yeah, you like, don't. Need to and then I've seen some other reviews about how like the film is kind of like this. This the film is kind of like like a bunch of like skits a little bit because the way how the pacing goes and the storytelling. It's going from like situation to situation to situation. And when I think back in the movie, I'm like, yeah, I kind of see that. But I think I I, kind of see that. And I feel like that goes into just if I had to redo the score, 
I would say it will go down to like maybe a 6.9, but I still think it's a says at a seven because it does lead to you to like asking and thinking a lot of stuff. It's just like one of the biggest things for me is that obviously you're seeing the, the, the 26 year old woman attracted to this boy because he has everything she doesn't. And it's more like people do go through that. It's like, there is a dude, even if we're just talking about a, like a legal type of thing where it's like both of them were like at age, think about it. Is, you know, you can meet someone who's not that attracted or someone that you're not really fucking with, but you realize they have something you don't. So you're still going with them. And then you realize that you actually like them. But then you're just like, wait a minute, I'm dating someone who's this, I'm, I'm fucking with somebody who uh, this is embarrassing. I need to get my life together. And then towards the end, it's like, oh, OK. So I still think it's like a, a film to have some conversation with. I think it's a film that if you want to watch some good filmmaking, Go ahead and watch it. Do you, boo-boo. <laughs> but uh, I, I just think it's a 7 out of 10 for me because it just, again, it's a problematic film wrapped in great filmmaking. Then, like, another film I actually saw, I can recommend to you. Have you ever seen The Final Duel? You mean The Last Duel? Last, oh, I said, I said Final. The Last Final Duel. <laughs> but, no, I mean. Uh, you have HBO Max? Yeah, I watched it. I did a review on that, too. Oh, boy. I need to catch up. You need to fucking catch up, boy. <laughs> You on this podcast, but no, 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 you good, bro. You good. It's yeah, that's actually I actually like that. And it's like that was a that was a great film. It was surprising it bombed. Well, yeah, it, it is surprising. It should have never bombed. I guess like because the advertising, you have the director saying, "Oh, because these kids are on their phones." I'm like, I don't. It's not the total reason. It's not the total reason. I mean, like, if it, it, let's be honest, the only times we go to movie theaters. Is if it's a superhero movie, a reboot, a sequel, or like there's a big star in the movie. Well, that's what I was talking about yesterday as well. Like, you're bringing all this other stuff. You're bringing up my last three episodes. <laughs> that is so funny. But no, that's what I'm. So with the last duel, quick, like really like the film. Acting was dope. Matt Damon, Adam Driver uh, did a really good job. Uh, I don't. I can't remember the actress who played the wife. I forgot her name. Cause she, but she was on free. She was in Free Guy. Yeah. And uh, she was really good in that film, too. And. Oh, okay. Someone texted me. That was weird. Uh, But uh, there was a lot of stuff in that film that I liked. I was surprised by the action. The action was really good. Yeah, like the actual last duel was actually really cool. Yeah, the last duel was actually really dope. And I just think the commentary they had in there, it wasn't as strong as I thought they wanted to be. But it still left a good impact in spots. Now, the storytelling, I think, was risky, but for me, really worked because you put it in these chapters and it's more like, oh, well, I think I, I say this. And the other person, well, I think this. And then you have the woman. Here's the fucking truth. And here's show, what really happened. Here's what really happened. And it's like, I, I like that. So I did like that. And uh, I thought it worked for me. I know for some people it didn't. But I think the reason why it bombed was because, number one, I think there's a little I think there's some truth to what, you know, really Scott has said that we as a generation, you know, millennials and Gen Z, it's like we cater more to streaming and more to superhero films in the theater rather to these, you know, nice indie projects. Yeah. But I think the two I think the other big reasons is that when a fucking panoramic. So if you're not a superhero film. Like, like Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, like Spider-Man. We're not going to see you. When I saw Spider-Man, it was packed. It was packed. People were ready to risk their lives to get COVID to see that film. Like, I had to get, like, seats near the front. It was close to the front. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going 
I'm not gonna risk my neck watching Spider Man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm not I'm not spending my time with this shit. So I definitely saw that, but um, I also was in like I think the other big thing with it was that the marketing I thought could be a little better. Yeah, because I saw commercials for it. But people don't really like commercials like that. Not really. So, I mean, the trailer was out there. I saw the trailers, which was really good. The trailer was really good. So, I mean, you could say something about the marketing. But I feel like to to defend to defend really Scott against that argument is that I've been seeing some people just throw that out there saying like, oh, you just hate it because it's supp- because saying like millennials just looking on their phones is such a boomer thing that people are saying that it's just like your marketing sucks. Well, no wasn't totally bad it could be a whole lot better it could have been like more like they could have spent more on marketing i yeah. think that's the problem with like most indie projects they gotta like market more but they, i understand they don't have the budget to like you know market yeah so i mean i bet but, but it really should have never bombed the acting the, the the cast there you have a great cast and i mean the movie itself did really good i saw it, it had like an 85 percent on run tomato yeah. 89 from the critics, 83 from the audience. For me, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Same here. Yeah, I think it was a great film. So, uh, But going back to what you're saying, and we're going to kind of get real quick before we uh, get to commercial break, uh, I think one of the – I had talked about this thing about how one of the big things about why, you know, sometimes films don't do so well, either critically, you know, in terms of critics or in terms of the box office, is that sometimes it's that consumer disinterest – uh, and it's just superhero film that more people are interested in like big event films, like superhero films or like big blockbusters. Yeah. Big block, big blocks blockbusters. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll go crazy for a film like Spider-Man No Way Home. But then and we'll say like that movie deserves to win an Oscar. But like we get so confused about why these films like Parasite or Belfast or um, Come On, Come On. Or yeah. let's say, you know, the last I want to see Come On, Come On. But like it wasn't in theaters why, it, when I got there. I think it's on um, it's an A24 film. You can watch it on YouTube, but uh, I've watched half of it. I need to watch the other half because I was busy that day. Okay. It was a really good film. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, I like him. Yeah, it was a really good film. And then uh, Spencer, the film where... Uh, uh, With uh, Christian Stewart? Yeah, Christian Stewart. That was a phenomenal film. I, I want to say I think all of the movies I wanted to see didn't last in the theaters that long. They didn't last in the theaters that long, but those were critically acclaimed films that are up for awards. And you got people, and I know you got people who are saying, "Bro, why is this film getting nominated? I've never heard of this film because it's that good. It's that good, and and it wasn't a big event film that you want to go see in the theater, like Lamb, like Lamb. I want to see Lamb, but like Lamb what? was crazy. It's like a twenty four films. They're really good. But it, it's not going to be like a film where like a lot of people go in and watch all the time for like weeks and weeks. Like I went and go see Zola at one point. I know based on where we live in Nashville, there wasn't a lot of people in that theater when I went to go see it. Yeah. In Atlanta, there was. But I just feel like if it's not something that's crazy, like in terms of pop culture or it's not a big event film, like indie films are just not going to do as well in the theater or do by audience scores because it'd be like it's too artsy or something. And I know that's kind of like one dimensional a little bit. Yeah, I kind of get it to to a degree. Yeah. But like if it's like really good and with the uh story is good, I'm I'm going to like it. Yeah. That's what I feel about it. So I mean I and I go leads to the whole thing. I don't like the award shows, but I mean, yeah, like 
I feel like there is a reason why films like this go the way they are. And, you know, we just got to get to a point to where, eh, I mean, we're, I won't even say we have to get to a point. We're starting to get to a point to where people are just are disinterested in that. But at the same time, you have others who are like, no, save cinema. And it's like, whatever. I like it. Like the only reason we can save the movie theaters, like I guess Spider-Man is saving movie theaters. Because like the movie theaters are going to be there. I mean, there's always going to be there because remember there's this whole stimulus package when the pandemic, the panoramic happened and it put money into, into the movie theaters. At one point, the movie theater you worked in, it uh, closed down, it closed down, but it came back. Yeah. <laughs> they, they fired you. And then, you know, actually had, I didn't, they didn't fire or you me. quit. Yeah. I, I had to quit. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to stop this music a little bit, but yeah, you, qu- you quit. Then it shut down. Well, like it quit while you were, sh- you quit. It while was you open shut down. while I quit. Actually, yeah. Then they shut down. Then they opened up because they they got the money back and they were like theaters are back and it's like why did you shut down? Because like, they weren't making the money at the time, I guess. Yeah, and they were saying like, and we're, guess we're what? Done. They pay more now. Yeah, <laughs> I was working like nine fifty an hour. Oh yeah. Then like when the when it opened back up, thirteen dollars an hour. I'm like, where was this energy when I was working? Well, because. Well, because it's like um everybody, you know, great resignation. Everybody's quitting their jobs and stuff. Yeah. And then like, yeah. my friends like you going to come back. I'm like, are y'all like my friends trying to get me like a manager position? I'm like, I should have that. You should have. That would have been nice. Yeah, because like, I had the experience. Yeah, I could have been a manager or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, got me free tickets, nigga. <laughs> I mean, I still get free tickets if I work at the movie theater. Yeah, go 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 back to the movie theater. Come on. I, 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 I need to. I need you as my mule. <laughs> I need you as my mule. To you, see you, these films. you could have like came hang out with me while I was still working there because like I was going to the movies like like at least once a week. Yeah, I think I saw you at one point, but I was like, no, nah, that can't be Julian. Like which one? Like the one I go to? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. years ago though. But like I saw, remember Cameron, Cameron White? Uh, I don't know. Like. Like kind of chubby black guy hangs out with Brandon, because like I remember there's a funny story. My theater had a blackout, right? Yeah, and so I saw some people walking out of the theater. It was Brandon, Cameron, and, one, and remember Kenneth, Kenneth Hunter. Yeah, yeah. He, they all walked out of the theater. I'm like, what are they doing here? I would go up to I go up to see them. Right, they're watching Incredibles too. Yeah, <laughs> the movie just started. Blackout. I remember that story. I remember there was a whole. It was on the news. It was on the news, and it was funny as hell. I saw them. I'm like, what are you guys doing? We're watching Incredibles. I'm like, did y'all watch? I'm like, nah. They cut off. But the movie started. It was hectic that day. Damn. It was hot. I had to work in the heat. Then like, yeah. Yeah. I had to clean up all the theaters before we uh, the power came back on. Say something. Say something. Yeah, say something. We had technical difficulties. He dropped his mic. I'm right here till yeah, yeah. I don't know what He's happened. Uh, it just came out, but now that is, I do remember that was that was a crazy day when the Incredible Twos like came out and then like movie theater blacked out in Nashville, and I was like, oh shit! So and then like people are getting mad at us because of the blackout. I'm like, <gasps> why would you let this happen? Hey, that's what someone said. <laughs> I was like, what do you want to do? We're my not- child came to see. The- oh, I wanted to see. I mean, my child wanted to see the Incredibles too. You fucker. <laughs> Then like you someone came, came in, someone came to the uh, c- customer service and yelled at the managers. I'm like, nothing, like, what you want to do? We're not God. Well, <laughs> it's like technical difficulties, technical difficulties. But we gave him like 
We couldn't give them like refunds, so we gave them like free tickets to come back. Yeah. Like they, they didn't accept that. I was like, Are you serious? I was like, You 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 not accepted free shit? Exactly. It's not the free god ticket. Damn. Oh my god. Well, well, let's go ahead and uh get going to this commercial break. <laughs> and we'll probably like talk off camera about it, but nah man. Coming up next, we're gonna be having a discussion on just how Julian felt with Scream. Uh, Because he went to go see the film I haven't So I want to Kind of get his expertise on it And uh, Afterwards We're going to be talking about My review on uh, Munich The Edge of War That's out on Netflix today So We'll be back Right after these messages Really no messages Because We ain't getting paid To do this shit Um, You probably will hear a message When this is out on Anchor But it is what it is But Oh Housekeeping Because we got to get through that too Uh, If you are new to the Midnight Drop Welcome We do episodes here every other day And we do movie and TV show reviews And a lot of cool societal issues Political issues Life Pop culture Just talking about ourselves Like we Julie and I were doing here man And uh, you can follow us at Official underscore TMD podcast Again that's official underscore TMD podcast You can also follow me on 615 underscore chill And you can follow Julian at Official Jublu On Instagram Okay. Say that one more time. At official Jublu on Instagram. All right. Slower. <laughs> official Jublu on Instagram. On Twitter, I go by Juross zero six zero six. Juross. No, but no, but uh, and you can go ahead and follow, uh, listen to the podcast uh, all over Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and also at www.themidnightdrop.com. Uh, we also do some really cool stuff here on our Instagram where we have some posts. Go check it out. Uh, also, we don't do Station Head Live anymore. Uh, I said that in the last episode. I'll just give you the short version. Uh, fuck Station Head. Not that good for us right now. So that's about it. But we'll be back with Julian's review of Scream right after this.
right. We're coming back. I'm back. Julian. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Jesus. Chirpy and shit. <laughs> but no. Yeah, I felt good. That was a good the first the first half was actually really good. Really good. You know, we were just playing Spider Man on PS5. Just showing him up because he this bitch ass don't even got a PS5 yet. No, uh, yeah, all the scalpers took it. Yeah, <laughs> it's supply change, bitch. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, we're just seeing it. And uh, one of my favorite games on here is Spider Man. Uh, the the PS I got the PS5 port of it. And right now I got Andrew Garfield's uh, Spider Man suit from Amazing Spider Man One. On okay, here. check it out. Get the uh. Tom McGuire one? Yeah. Hold on. Let's go over. See, this would be good if we had, like, Twitch or something. Yeah. Yeah. I use that suit, like... This suit is awesome. I use that suit the whole game because, like, you know, like, Spider-Man 4 was canceled. Yeah. Like, this is technically Spider-Man 4 because the Sinister 6 was supposed to be in the in the fourth one. So, like, this is... I thought it was just supposed to be Vulture. No, it was supposed to be the actual Sinister 6. Are you talking about Amazing Spider-Man 3? No, the Sp- Tom McGuire. Oh, because, like, they actually leaked the whole movie. Like, what was supposed to be. Was supposed plot to or just the movie movie? Plot and storyboards. Yeah, because I saw the storyboards. And, like, there was one where it's, like, they had uh, Bruce Spar- Campbell as Mysterio. That yeah. was funny. And then they saw they had the Vulture and everything. and they had, The Black Hat was going to be a movie, actually. Oh, yeah, they were supposed to. Okay. So that was going to be really interesting. Yeah, that. There's, there's like, two. This game. Yeah, like, the Vulture was supposed to be MJ's dad again. That would have made no fucking sense. Yeah, because that, like, because the first film, MJ's dad was just some flat schlob. Yeah, some flat schlub. Then like, how is her dad Vulture all of a sudden? That doesn't make any sense. Let me go to it. Hold on, I gotta get to that because I'm telling you, like, that makes no sense. Yeah, it's supposed to be like her dad. I was like, does he get like a fitness training or something? Some stuff. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Was Spider Man, Mary Jane, Dad? Yeah. Um, probably go. Some, probably go like Sam Raimi, Spider Man. Um, looking at because that's the director. <laughs> There's one Spider Man trilogy, but with Mary Jane screaming and being angry. Yeah, yeah that, that, the whole that, the whole movies. Yeah, I don't like it, but no, I do remember like in Spider Man One, they were talking about like the dad was like. <laughs> like you ain't gonna be shit. You ain't gonna be nothing. It was. It's like really. <laughs> that, I wonder if she turned out that way. I was like, damn, this is cheesy. But because like she's just as bad as her dad in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were how would you think about it? <laughs> she she was like, is it about you? It's about me. Especially in Spider Man Two, where she got a date in front of in front of Peter. Oh, Parker. it was making out in front of Peter just to get to him. I was like, geez, no wonder Pierre Loki cheated. He, he like, yeah, he, I'll be mad if my crush kissed me, kissed a kiss someone else in front of me. Right. But, well, like, I can see why. Yeah. Oh. Another commercial. Oh, yeah, no, no, YouTube is fucking crazy with these commercials. .edu. Hold on, let's play. This, like any story worth telling, is all about Watson. <laughs> The woman I've loved since before I even liked boys. I'd like to tell you that's me next to her. But I'm losing my love for her because she kept screaming. Oh, is this a YouTube? I don't know. Yeah, she cool. kept being angry all the time. Stop the bus! Stop! 
They've been chasing us since Woodhaven Boulevard. Nits from all three groups possess very. You're always gonna be trash, just like her. See, that's the dad. Flash. Yeah, the hell is that gonna be the vulture? They've been chasing us since Woodhaven Boulevard. Nits from all three groups possess very. You're always gonna be trash, just like her. Like, how is Like, if. He just has a whole training montage. Just Cause like a, gets uh, bald. <laughs> there's like an actual YouTube channel that uh, explained the whole plot of the movie. Yeah. It's like. I think I know what you're talking about, but I didn't watch the entire video. I just thought it was just, oh, like it's going to be about the vulture. I had read like a plot somewhere like it was going to be the vulture and then like he was got the vultress. No, not the vultures. Like he vulture was the main guy of the center of six though. Wait, I thought it was going to be the vulture was the black cat's dad. Cause I thought that would make more sense. I don't know. I, don't, I gotta look at that again. Cause I, I saw like who's videos gonna, like Mary Jane's dad. I'm like, that's who, sense. Who, who's gonna play a black cat? I wonder. I don't know. They, they cause like they canceled it while it was like written. Cause like they had storyboards and everything. Yeah, that would've been cool. I actually wanted to see that, but like, I I rather will. I rather go see. I I don't want to see Spider Man Four, and I don't want to. I don't know how I feel about Amazing Spider-Man 3. I feel like those movies should, like... I think there's a chance of Amazing Spider-Man 3 because, like, no Venom. Because of Venom, and then... Did you watch Spider-Man No Way Home? I have, yes. Okay, so after what they did with that and just the popularity of Andrew Garfield and his acting career and just what they did with No Way Home, they're going to want to bring it back. I think yeah, Sony's going to milk it. I think they're, Yeah, they're going to milk it, but I think they could do something well, and I think... I think they're already in talks of doing it. Yeah, and then like Morbius, it's like that. Yeah, so I I think it'll work. I think it'll happen. Like I would like to see Andrew Garfield Spider Man. I would like to see him st- the whole scene where he's just like I got rageful. I stopped pulling my punchfuls like I, punches. I would actually would like to see a movie where he stopped pulling his punches and yeah. he just got angry. You because that would be different. Like you see angry, vengeful Spider Man. The Spider Man Last Stand. Yeah, you seen that comic? Yeah. Yeah, that you would just see that and I'm like that's pretty cool, but um but I don't know. It just feels like the whole Once for an, I know we're going not gonna get less like they decide just like the last minute, but I want like superior Spider Man, if you know what that is. I know what that is, and I honestly feel like that would be fucking ridiculous. Really? I feel like that would be ridiculous. Like it it's it's a it's a great story and it like definitely for the most part was one of the things like we didn't really kill this guy, but you know, we're gonna put some real cool adventures with it. And they yeah. did did it interesting things, but I think if you adapt that to a movie format, it'd be kinda weird. It would be weird, but like we like something new 'cause like we can like see like a lot of, a lot of like Spider Man's morals 'cause like you know, Doc Ock con- controlling Spider Man. Yeah. He breaks a lot of Peter's codes. He breaks a lot of his code, but and we actually Doc, see how strong Spider-Man really is. Like he punched Black Cat in the fucking face and said, yeah. "Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting to you. I ain't no simp." But I think like Spider-Man's best stories are like when he like comes to conflicts with his uh, inner inner demons or yeah. like his inner emotions. Yeah, I feel like those are great too. I mean, um, I feel like Superior Spider-Man. It'd be cool because maybe you get like you. I don't know how you adapt that into a film, but I think the story itself, where it's like Doc Ock is saying, "I'm going to show you, I'm a better Spider-Man." Yeah, I think that is really, really cool and really interesting. Uh, there's a comic book uh, run going on right now, uh, Marvel Devil Rain. 
where like Kingpin is like the mayor of New York and he's made like he's he's classed like superheroes vigilantes and he's arresting them and there's a part where like Doc Ock comes over and like he comes over and then I guess he gets like a whole citadel of Doc Ock's and fights Superior Spider-Man because they made Superior Spider-Man like a spinoff like alternate universe now yeah he's alternate universe which is really cool because then you'll be like oh you can finish that story off so that's nice but um it's interesting it's interesting but yeah let's go ahead and get off of that because i know that's gonna bring up a lot of time yeah talking about spider-man but so uh we're here because we actually wanted to know your thoughts on the new scream film and i know that uh a lot of people have seen it so far there are some really good reviews um, there are some people who had said that it's kind of ordinary, it's kind of bland. So I'm guessing we're seeing like a lot of good stuff and now it's trickling down to just like, it's just okay. So uh, before we get into that, uh, I want to go ahead and play a trailer, mm-hmm. probably freshen up some memories for you real quick. And uh, oh, snap. Oh, snap. Hey, uh, can you <laughs> hold on? Uh, guys. We're going to have to do this real quick because Julian has to go move his car because my mom's trying to get dinner real quick. Yeah, go do that real quick. We're going to play this commercial break real quick. We'll be right back. Oh, Jesus. No, it's okay. No, park in the side of the street next time. Yeah. back right here so sorry for that we're gonna keep going on this we're gonna keep going on this real quick with this well i'm gonna actually start talking a little bit uh just (laughs) see what's up i'm looking at julian right now outside and uh yeah he's moving his car he feels really bad right now so it's just that that's what it is he feels real bad he's like oh crap oh god oh jesus oh man i'm really glad that he's here a really good guy man i'm really glad that he's here just wanting to talk and everything having this nice discussion so it's good it's good to have you guys here too man um i guess i'll give like a preview of what i've been feeling about some of these movies uh remember that last episode i did earlier the last episode i was talking about i want to do reviews from munich the edge of war and a hero i'm like i'm already i only have like 10 minutes left of munich the end of the edge of war so i can already give a review for that and then uh for this other film a hero i need to watch that tomorrow because i didn't get a chance to do that today i had experiments all day today so is he coming back this motherfucker just leave oh no he's still there god damn the julian lee's in the middle of my podcast i'm gonna be like god damn 
you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll hunt you down. I know. I kind of know where you live. <laughs> nah, he's coming back. All right. All right. I think I'm going to go back on break a little bit. So when he comes in, so we won't have all this awkward talk, whatever. So we can just go straight in. Go right back, guys. fixed uh everything is awesome everything is awesome okay we're fixed uh so yeah like we're saying uh julian had to move his car real quick yeah uh but yeah we're gonna go you cool with watching a trailer for screen yeah definitely real quick just to see how you feel about anything that just jogs your memory yeah so that being said we're gonna go ahead and do uh julian's take on the newest scream film that came out last week i didn't get to watch it because the fucking cold and the snow. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get a quick dive on how he feels about it before I kind of get my review uh, later on this weekend. But here is the trailer for Scream for the upteam time. And we will be right back with Julian's review. so far. Do you have a gun? I'm Sydney Prescott. Of course I have a gun. Something about this one just feels different. Samantha? I'm, I know who you are. I've been through this a lot. This is your life now, which means that whoever this is is going to keep coming for you. You ready? For this? Never. There's certain rules to surviving. Attacks were all on people related to the original killers. 
Whatever his link is to our past, it's pulled us all back here. And I won't sleep until he's in the ground. So, uh, just give us your honest take on this film. Don't put too much spoilers into it. Don't put a lot of spoilers into it, but how'd you feel about this film, man? At first, it was like a 7 out of 10, but like after you watch like the previous, because I didn't watch 3 or 4, I only saw the first two, actually. Uh-huh. After I saw the 3 and 4, I'm like, okay, I can kind of appreciate it more, because like, not trying to spoil anything, but like, the movie is, I saw the movie, right? It was more focused on being a, a reboot and a sequel at the same time. Because they actually talk, because like now like Scream is more famous for like talking about the tropes. Yeah. They actually like go more into it, this movie. Mm. It's, they actually care about, because like they have a special word and then they use the movie, they call it a requel. That's, that's what I, that's how it had in my head because they've been saying that a lot. I was like, they're more focused on mm. it being a reboot and a sequel Mm-hmm. That takes place because actually, if you just watch the first one, you should be fine. Yeah, you haven't seen this, the other three. Other, like, I've watched like I've I pretty much watched all four because it's like more connected to the first movie, but it's mm-hmm. like it's, it still talks about like two, three, and four, but really it just focuses on um, like, the first, first one. one. So it's kind of like the essence of like the the recent Holly, Halloween films where it's like. It said, fuck all the other Halloween films. This is a direct sequel to the first Halloween. Yeah, but it's not a direct sequel to the first one. Yeah, it's just kind of like... It it's is happening se- again. It's happening again, but we're going to take more inspiration from the first one. Yes. Okay, so... You need to watch the other sec- other three to the get other, it. Yeah, okay. Then, like, some of the situations were kind of funny. Because, like, you know how they always say, you got to shoot him in the head. Yeah. Like, they're running away, and one person's like, wait, like, where are you going? Guess you in the head. I'm like. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Then, like, um, you know the guy who always talks about the horror tropes? Yeah. No, he died, right? Like, in real life, the actor, he died. Oh, he did? Yeah. Because, like, the end when? of the movie. When? I don't, I can't remember. I think it was, like, I think it was 2021. I, don't, I can't remember. Damn. But, but, like, yeah, they had, like, a whole thing for him after the movie, like, rest in peace. I forgot his name, but, uh-huh. like. There's someone that takes play that takes his place as like the one who like talks about the horror tropes. Uh huh. The black girl. Yeah. Like, it was her. It was her. Yeah. And she and like she's funny because like she talks about like, oh she's the one who brings up the requel. Yeah, brings up the requel. I saw a commercial where she was just like, like basically they're gonna say I'm gonna go grab something to drink. She's like ah yeah, and I was like yeah. I mean I that seems pretty cool. I mean yeah, don't give me. Any too much? Don't give me any spoilers. Yeah, I'll, I'll try my best to like keep it spoiler free. Like, but the motivations for the killers, I'm not saying who, but like the motivations were they like good, bad? They're like it's in between good and bad. Because like I want to say it's like a stupid reason, but at the same time, it's like kind of fitting for like what we're going through in this time. Yeah, like you'll you'll understand what, I, what I'm talking about <sighs> when they explain their motivations. Is it going to be political? No. Oh, okay. But it's going to be like, 
That it's makes not, it's not sense. political, but it's like teetering on it. No, it's uh, I, I don't want to spoil it, but it's like you'll you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's it's, well, it's 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 silly, but but in a good way. I feel that. I feel that. So I mean, how like would you say that it focuses too much on nostalgia on like a bad way or on a good way? In a good way. In a good way. Yeah, because I, I was like. It focuses on, like, yeah, it's like one of those situations where it focuses on nostalgia, but it actually works. Uh huh. That's like, because, like, in the movie, they kind of make fun of themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, another another reboot, another sequel. Like, but in the, it talks about it in a good way, because, you know, like, the, uh, they have, like, their own made up slasher movie mm-hmm. in the Scream, uni- in the Scream, uh, world. Yeah. So it's kind of like, they make fun of yeah. themselves with those movies. That's interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool because, I mean, so they don't make any callbacks to, like, any films that we know. Like, I know the first film made a callback to, like, Halloween, Friday the 13th. Uh, what was that? Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, damn. I, Nightmare on Elm Street. So they just replaced those with, like, just made-up films. No, like, so in Scream, there's, like, this one made-up film that makes fun of the Scream movie. Oh, okay. It's called Slash, something like that. <laughs> yeah, Slash. It's like it's like those made up movies that uh, shows and TV have. Mm-hmm. Then like they use that movie to like talk about the tropes and, and horror and everything. Mm-hmm. And with this one, since it's a reboot and a sequel, the newest fake movie is rebooting a sequel to like the movie they're making fun of in the other movies. Damn. Okay. So they're definitely going hard and they're getting really meta. It seems like. Yeah. But like they're making fun of themselves for being a sequel and reboot. Okay. Okay. You'll see it when, when you watch the movie. Okay. I see that. I heard a lot of good things from, uh, I think David Arnett. Yeah. You think he he was probably the best guy in that film? Yeah. I I get, you can say that. Yeah. But I think the, the best character would have to be the well. Not, she's not the best character, but I, th- I liked her really. I, I really liked her. Was the girl Samantha? Yeah, I liked her a lot because like, the, she, like the other white girl that we saw. I know who you are. That one. Yeah. Okay. She has like connection to like the first movie. Oh, I, don't tell me the. Connection. I'm not gonna tell you the connection, but like yeah. she has one connection to the first movie, and then like she carries it out. In this movie, mm-hmm. You're, they're going to tell you what's who she is like early in the movie. Okay, I see that. I mean, I will just tell you my fears from it is that number one, I'm just a little surprised that a film like this is getting some pretty good reviews. I'm happy, but I'm just being really cautious because I don't want it to be something where it's like it's just fun because of the nostalgia. Oh, it's actually, like, it's like I think one of the main themes was like. They know it's a they know it's a sequel, they know it's a reboot, but it's like they're making fun of themselves for it. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to like get you with the nostalgia stuff. Okay, and I guess the other thing I'm a, I'm a little I'm just I'm a little worried about is just trying to make sure like they don't go too hard with just like eh, just trying to make sure it's not like people are not phoning it in. That's all. So I mean, again, I need to go see this film for myself. And I know you had told me you had watched it already, and we were going to have to discuss it a little bit. Not too crazy, not too long, because, you know, it is what it is. 
But I mean, overall, like, what were some things that you didn't really like from the film? Um, I guess one, like you know, standard horror stuff. Like, why, why are you doing this? Or so like, some dumbass shit. Yeah, like, like I said, like the guy who said, "Wait, I shoot him the head." I'm like, you can leave right now. <laughs> why are you going back? Then, like, I guess some some of the some of the lines are kind of cringy. Like, you know, that typical horror stuff. Like, there's a, there's a group of teens talking about high school and stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's kind of cringy. Yeah. Like, I, I'm the varsity football player. I'm like, okay. So, basically, character tropes. Yeah, basically. And, like, I'm going to make up with my girlfriend. And, like, okay, this well, is kind of getting... Like, you do realize... High schoolers don't actually talk like this. Yeah, they really don't. But, okay. Um, so, character tropes, anything else? Um, I guess, I guess I like those, like, those, no, like, um, some movies have, like, those important moments, like, you know, when a character's introduced and the character's going through, like, some journey, like, they play inspirational music, you see the character going through all their life. Like, no. a whole, like a whole fucking montage. Yeah, basically that. So there's a whole montage that like takes up a part in a movie. Not a part, but like, you, but it kind of gets like a little repetitive. Yeah, a little bit. Interesting. Okay, so I mean, all that being said, from the older characters know. from the uh, old movies, like you know when you introduced. Oh no. Okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, what would you, so I guess all that being said. What what's your final thoughts on it, man? I thought it was I thought it was pretty good, like a good seven out of ten. Really? Yeah. Okay. So then, to if you had to rank it with all the other screen films, where would you put it at? I would say it's like I kind I really enjoyed the first the first yeah first one's always the best one. Yeah. I liked basically one, two, three, five, and four. Five and four. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because, like, yeah, four was cool, but it was like... Wait, wait, three's over five? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And four is in the bottom? Yeah, because, like, it was cool, but, like, you know how, like, t- in 2000s, like, that 2000s vibe? Yeah. Watching it watching it for the first time, because I'd never seen it before, I was like, okay, this is, like, you know, like, some stuff doesn't really feel right. Like, you know, when you first watch it, it's like, okay, this is cool. You watch it again, like, okay, this kind of doesn't hold up. That was that feeling I was getting watching it the first time. Mm, okay. I yeah. get that. I yeah. get that vibe. But so you're going to go around with a 7 out of 10? Yeah. All right. So that makes me more interested in seeing this movie tomorrow when I get the chance and then just going in a review because you're basically like what a lot of people have been saying. Just kind of that is like uh, they, they go real meta with it in a good way. Yeah, you have these character tropes, but it's still funny when they do meta. Uh, David Arnett's really cool. Ghostface Killer's really good. So, I mean, okay. All right. Yeah. Thanks for that, man. Really appreciate that, my guy. Definitely need to go see it because I'm slacking over here. Fucking God. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that, that, that's how I would really put it. So, um, I would say we would go on a break and say that we're just going to go ahead and just wait to get into our next topic. But because we already took a long break. Yeah, from the car. And then we were talking about Spider-Man and then your car. Uh I guess we'll just go straight into our next thing, which would be my review of uh, Munich, The Edge of War. Which, what, you, what score would you? 
Uh, well, we'll go with the trailer, goddammit, first. Trailer. You a fast talker and you a fast thinker, goddammit. Well, you saw before. Well, I, didn't see, I had never heard of the movie before. I was wanted like, you know. And, like, here's a funny thing. Like, I sometimes skip trailers. Yeah. Because, like, you know, when you go to a movie, like, Clueless about the movie mm-hmm. is actually better. I mean, it's it's better. But, I mean, I do trailers here because when you kind of, like, after you watch a film for some people. For some people, after you watch a film. You go into the trailer. It's just like, okay, how much did they really show? Yeah, because like they change up the scenes and everything. And also, what's like the tone of this film? And does it match up the tone with the trailer? And what did they lie? What did they tell the truth? Was the trailer better than the actual film sometimes? And you know, that's the cool thing about it. But I'm gonna try to explain this a little bit after we watch it. But here's actually the trailer. Here's actually the trailer for Munich: The Edge of War, which actually released. Uh, on Netflix today, and I got a good chance to watch it throughout the bulk of my day. I believe the name Paul von Hartmann is known to you. Yes, sir. We were at Oxford together. He has a document in his possession. We'd like you to go to Munich tomorrow and get the document. be an act of espionage on the foreign soil. Men and women of Britain and the Empire. As long as war is not begun, there is always hope. Really good to see you again. What will you do for me? Hitler is lying when he claims to want peace. People will suffer. That document is the proof. Oh shit, fuck, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> Could kill you for even thinking about it. Come say that. with a gangster without having some cards up on sleeve. All right. That was Munich, The Edge of War. How'd you feel about that trailer, man? That was cool. So basically, like, the story, he has a mission to, like, do some espionage under mm-hmm. Hitler. Yeah, so it's based off of this bestseller that's based off of real events. Well, based off of, like, real events, what actually happened. So, like, this is kind of, like, the lead-up to just... World War Two, the Nazis taking control of parts of Europe. Like okay, so this is before, like this is like somewhere before World War Two. But so before World War Two, leading uh, like key events leading up to it. So like basically, 
you know, Nazism is at all time high, a lot of fascism and a nationalism, nationalism towards, you know, Germany. And, you know, there's this whole thing about how like Adolf Hitler has been going on and on about mobilizing his troops, taking over Europe, taking up back what's rightfully theirs for the German people. And, you know, a lot of the people, a lot of the other leaders of Europe are just like, he's just talking shit, but they're actually very scared because all of these people are rising up in Germany for Nazis. And, the sto- that's the ba- it seems like that is the story and it's like the backdrop with this whole thing about how there are these two characters uh, one who's played by George McKay who's uh, one of the uh, British people who acts as like a spy I believe and the other one who's his best friend who I'm probably going to have to look up real quick and see who he is because I got to talk about his performance and basically one's German one's British they both went to Oxford together for two years and then afterwards they have a disagreement because of politics and then they stray away and they're in their own situations. They come back for this conference in Munich to basically, you know, talk about this document because they're the last hope in stopping a, uh, you know, stopping the war, which, you know, we know what the fuck happens right there. Yeah. And let me see if I, Janice Ninhomer. Okay. So he plays Paul Paul von Hartmann and George McKay plays Hugh Legat. And you also had guys uh like Jeremy Irons who play Jeremy Irons who played Neville uh Chamberlain, the Prime Minister of Europe. Yeah. Or Prime Minister of the UK. Or I wanna say yeah, Prime Minister of England. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, but I guess I think England. He's the Prime Minister. Yeah, England. Uh I will say the good things about this film. Uh the great the good things is that the acting here is pretty good. I mean George McKay gives a really good performance. The two people that I really liked here was Jeremy Irons and, and, and Giannis Nienholmer. Mm-hmm. Uh I feel like Jeremy Irons playing as a prime minister, he plays it really well as someone who is trying to quell the, the crowd. He is the people pleaser. Uh, but in all actuality, he's really scared. He's trying to play a master tactician. Uh, there are moments in here where it's just like you really just like a delivery that Jeremy Irons is go- going here uh, as his character in this movie. And then... With Giannis Ninhomer, I really liked his situation that in the beginning of the film, he starts out as like this true believer of Nazism. This, he, becomes a, he becomes a naturalist. And he's just like, this guy is like Adolf Hitler is making us proud to be Germans because all the shit that they went through. Yeah. And he's really getting into it. He's getting part of the crowd. And then... In the current time, he's trying to stop Hitler because he's starting to realize that Hitler is not for the people, is that he's doing things out of selfishness. And he doesn't know what his plan is, and he's making, and, and it's just destroying others, you're showing, you know, killing Jews, uh, discriminating them. And it's just like, okay, I'm going to stop this. So seeing how he acts in certain scenes, including this one scene that I really, really liked, if I can really uh, get it up here and show it to you. Um, and I'll probably look it up in a minute. I thought it was great acting. It, it was great character, uh, just showing like how this character is and his development throughout the entirety of the film. And then there was one where you saw in the trailer where he's scheming to his friend, and it's it's really cool. George McCain here was nice too. I, I I liked him. So I mean, the acting here throughout this film was pretty good. There was no problems with here problems with it. Uh, I had no problems with him going back and forth with different languages from German to French. Cause that's real shit. Yeah. 
Another thing I liked in here was the directing. The directing here uh, was good, was able to get some really cool key shots. Uh, there was one where they had like a plane taking off. And at first I thought it was CGI because it went on the back end. But no, that shit was real. They did that. That take was nice. Uh, but things that I got here that I really liked was that you really do get that sense of uneasiness from certain characters, especially from the British, um, uh, when it comes to meeting with uh, Adolf Hitler. And just they do a good job here, making it just uneasy with just everything going on. I mean, the set design here is nice, you know, just how they're able to get kind of like the atmosphere and how everything's going. You really do get this tension of like, oh, this shit is about to happen. But in the first half, and I'll explain a little bit why uh, you're getting the emotions out of these characters. You're getting these this really interesting story of these two, you know, best friends who went to Oxford together. And you're like. Yeah, you know, this is really cool. This is an interesting part of the story. But this is when I get kind of get into the things that I didn't really like about the film. Uh, one of the things is that it does feel like a really long documentary or reenactment of historical events, but with more money and great actors pumped into it. Because at some point, it just feels like a regurgitated history lesson, but in the lens of different people. And they'll spend moments talking about these two characters played by George McKay, like, you know, Paul Van Hartman and Hugh Lagat. Uh, and it it gets to those points. And it's like, this is really cool. I liked it. But then when you get to the second half, it just feels like it's just they're, they're just talking. And you already know it's it's slow. A little bit. It gets slow. And it's just like it it is what it is. I don't think the movie is as gripping as it is because they think it's like you want to know what happens next. That's what I saw in some reviews. But in reality, like, you know what's going to happen. Like the Nazis take over Czechoslovakia and, you know, you you you're more focused on just I know what happens in these events. Can we focus more on these characters and not worry about what happens in history? And that's what I want. That's what I really want to see. And, And like the first half of the film, we get that. But in the second half, it kind of strays away a bit. And I was just like, I didn't really like that too much. Uh, the second thing is that they play on certain tropes here that I hated. Um, there was one where they do the trope of George, of uh, Hugh Lagat is basically a married man, you know, has a wife. There's a scene where he meets his wife uh, to just chill and have a conversation over like dinner and stuff or over lunch. And she's just mad at the fact that this man not only will not tell her what's going on, but just won't spend too much time with her because he's been working so long. And the thing I hate is in movies is that there's this trope where it's just like you have the wife or the husband or anybody who's just mad that they're not telling him anything. You're not telling him anything. It's just like, we miss you. You have a family. And like, it's like Amber from Invincible. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's, that's a whole discussion. And it's so, oh, Jesus Christ. I had to bring it up. It well, me I know somebody's going to get mad. But I, I'm just Because you saying. don't trust me. <laughs> I'm mad because you didn't tell. You lied about it. Nigga, what? But it's just. Because <laughs> after our, our, she said that, I hate her so much. I know. But <laughs> but no, I think for this one, it's just like, I didn't. We got to talk about that later yeah. on. But there is this thing that I didn't like. With the wife of Hugh Lagat in this movie because she is so mad that she is not being told everything, and it's like at one point, yes, I understand. Like, but at the same time, he like is not trying to like protect you. He's trying to protect stuff. You he doesn't want to get vital information. 
he's not trying to make you worried or go crazy. He's telling you, listen, if you trust me, go out to this house, go live, go with your parents and, and chill out for a minute. We'll get the situated. Don't get mad. And then she jumps to conclusions talking about like, I know I'm a burden to be with. And it's just like, I've never said that. I've never felt that way. I've wanted to be with you. You're forever. jumping to conclusions. conclusions. And it's just, there are just points where it just doesn't feel realistic because I feel nowadays is that if something is going on you and they know what your job is like, they'll be like, okay, I wish you could tell me, but it is what it is. Yeah. Like you have a conversation, but we'll get to a good standing. But you know, this film goes to a trope that I just didn't really like. And, and there's just certain things in here where it's just, uh, I felt like, the 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 point that I really didn't like it. The movie's two hours and three minutes, yeah. and I felt like it wasn't really utilized as, as well because when I was talking about the whole friendship and how like you should focus more on that, we're put it in this epilogue in the first like five minutes of the film where uh, Hugh and Paul von Hartman are basically having drinks. They're getting champagne. They have this one female friend who having a good time, and. Um, they, you know, they talk about that and it's really cool because it establishes that they were best friends. But I would rather want to see part of the film where you start seeing them like like be best friends. Like they started just normal guys that they know each other. Go to these events. They meet each other. They meet the female friend. They have a great time. They fuck around. Best friends. And then you see that dissolve. I feel like that would have been a, a really interesting film with the backdrop being being based on historical events. But they didn't do that. And I felt like they were just missing some stuff over here that I really wanted to see from these best friends. Because the trailer, you saw it. It was focusing on both of them. Like, yeah. we were cool friends. We were doing all this stuff. But it it hops back and forth with, we're going to talk, we're going to give you a history lesson. And we're also going to give you this interesting story between two friends who are spies. And speaking of the spy part, it didn't really feel like a spy movie or an espionage film. Okay, so like more of like a political drama, just a political drama thriller or whatever. Yeah, because like I've like there's always there's there's, there's a movie like that with Jackie Chan, The Foreigner. Yeah, yeah, I watched that. I watched that. In I thought it was gonna be like an action movie. Well, it's it, it is it is technically, but it's like more of like a political drama. It's an action movie, but it's also a political drama. I will say that, like it. It makes you think this is going to be a huge action movie, but I, I straight up got it. it was like it was going to be political because you have like all these different things going, and I like that. I like that. It was I thought it was good. I thought it was good. For I, I, I went into it expecting like another Jackie Chan karate film. I yeah, it has some of it, but like it was mostly a political drama. They yeah. tried to trick you, and it was a very interesting. It was a very surprise film at the time when it came out, but. Yeah. This one, it was just like, it gives you the film that is going to be very espionage-like. There's going to be some political drama. It's going to have a mixture of everything. But really, it's more just a history lesson. Yeah. So, there's that. So, I mean, overall, I mean, I wasn't surprised by the ending because it's based on historical facts. Yeah. Nigga. So, like, you're going to do a whole 180 and say, oh, we didn't go to war. Shit, they killed Hitler, whatever. <laughs> but um, I feel like this film could have done better. The You know, checking on Rotten Tomatoes now with it's not doing too well in the audience. It's doing all right in the audience score. It's got a fresh rating yeah. uh, from the from the critics with an 84%. How I feel about it, I feel like the movie is more like a... If I had to be honest, I, I give it like a... Uh, I, I would watch this movie again, but I would say like, damn, this could have been better. I give it... It's between like a... 
A 6.8 out of 10. Okay. I would say that. If I had to be nice, I'd give it a 7. But I'm giving like a 6.8. Because there are, there are things in here that I liked. And, and there was that relationship. I was really cool with the friends. But there are so many things in here that I was just like, ah, this could have been better. Yeah. Like it's just. just a, and I'm going to try to bring up this one scene. See if we can get it on. Because it was this one scene that I really liked from this film. And I thought it was one of the best scenes and it kind of establishes what's going on. It's like, I want more of that. And they give you some more of that in between, but it's just like, they're, they're going back and forth and it's just like, it could have been better. So we'll try to get to it. And then for every of you guys, it's going to go back to German and English and all that. So, ich bin's betrunken. Ich geh dahin. Ja, ich komm nicht mit, nicht mit euch. Actually, hold on. Play this right now because it's gonna go German and people are gonna be listening like, huh? What was going on? So basically, it was a scene where like, and I'll do it right now. It's a scene where like, both the best friends and the female friend, they're going out to a bar and it's in the heist of Adolf Hitler coming into power, and everyone's getting high off of this stuff because it's it's a sense of pride in their country. Yeah, and this is how you see their friendship dissolve, and it's just like. George McKay's character, Hugh, is just like, Adolf Hitler is dangerous. He's wrong. What do you see in him? And Paul von Hartmann is just like, you know, he makes me proud to be a German. But it's like, but at what cost, though? But at what cost? And it gets into this huge argument. And then Paul von Hartmann, he just goes off and says, like, I've never liked this. I'm trying to be myself. You're mad at it. All that. It's like, you're an Englishman. You guys have caused way much more worse shit than we've had. And it's just like, oh, that's a good point. And it just, you know, not only do you see dissolve a dissolvement or that relationship with those friends, but you also see like a cool argument where it's just like, yeah, the Germans were fucked up. The Germans were fucked up, including with the Nazis and the genocide of Jews. But there is an argument to be made that like the Englishmen are not perfect here either. No one's really perfect. No one's really perfect. So it's like both of y'all have done some crazy shit. But in the press, but that doesn't change the fact that the Nazis are killing people. Yeah. They're trying to take over the world. And that is scary as hell. So that's what it is. And I thought this scene was cool because it, it does harken back to like some things that were that come here in this country. And, you know, sorry to get political. I don't know which side you're in, but it is what it is. But I felt like this reminded me a lot about people who idolize Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just that, you know, people don't Trump fans hate it when I, well, Trump supporters hate it when people feel like this, but like, it does feel like, not that Trump is insanely like Adolf Hitler. He's very like he's the exact copy of Adolf Hitler, but it's more of just like the public reaction, the sense of pride in America. And then people are just like, he's causing so much trouble. And it's like every, all the other minorities are getting a bad and a stink. And it's kind of like, it harkens just, it kind of just makes you feel like, yeah, like when people in power are just like that, it, it, it brings in a, like a lot of toxic nationalism. Yeah. And, and it's just like, this man is a bad man, and you're trying to find every excuse to say he's cool. And then over time, those people will be like, oh, he's not good at all. He's not a good person. And Adolf Hitler, I don't know who plays Adolf Hitler here, but he does a good job. And in here, I really just think Adolf gives the feeling of, like, he's a bitch. He's not, he doesn't look strong at all. He gets very, he does this thing where he talks to Paul von Hartmann, 
says like, I know you. You went to Oxford. I know people like you. I know how to read people. That's a bitch move. <laughs> that is a real bitch move. Talk about you know you read people. Stop it. I hate people like that. Like yeah, and that's I, what, I know who you are because where you what you gone through and why you talk. You you talk like Oxford man. You, you think you're better than me? You fucking think you're better than me? Come here, come here. <laughs> that's what it sounds like, and it's just like that's just very bitch behavior, and that's what Adolf Hitler was a a bitch ass motherfucker. But <laughs> that but that's how I feel. I mean. At the end, I feel like this movie is a six point eight out of ten. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, I, I would, I would, re- I would recommend still watch it for yourself. Get your own reaction to it, but it's not getting that much reviews from the audience. I, it, it's some of it's a it's a Netflix film. It's yeah. a good film that if you put it in the theater, I will watch it. Yeah. If you put it on Netflix, it's cool. Like so. sometimes I'm a, I'm like in between audience and the critics like the point i have to think for myself because like sometimes i agree with the critics on some movies then sometimes i have to agree with the audience like why people think this is bad i actually thought it was pretty good yeah like I, it's not a bad film it's just it it's good it, it's great in some parts good and okay yeah so it's just like it could have been a lot better like with me. eternals like oh eternals, when, it was, yeah. when it was rotten, like wow the Whoa. first mc movie be rotten then like I see, I see the movie for myself. I'm like, okay, I can kind of see where they're coming from, but I still yeah. like it. Yeah, it's like I, I was reading through a lot of stuff while I was watching the movie a little bit, not trying to let it influence my opinion, but it's yeah, just, I, I can see influence. some things. I can see some things where I so. I was watching the movie for myself. I was like, okay, now let me see what happens. I see, I see the reviews. I'm like, okay, I kind of agree with y'all what y'all are saying with Eternals. But then, at the same time, I agree with the audience. I'm like, okay, yeah, and we can. You both y'all made good points, but like in the day, I think it's okay. It's like in the middle ground. Yeah, so I can see it all that. So, but all right, we're gonna get into our last commercial break before we kind of end it off. Uh, we're just gonna be chilling for the last couple minutes. But yeah, that was our re- Julian's take on Scream. My review on Munich: The End of War. We'll be right back after you after these little beats from our roadcaster whatever you call it all right be right back stuff out there because we pretty much talked about the bulk of shit uh that we wanted to today and uh i mean there's there's not really too much else to talk about i mean 
It's good to have you here, man. Glad we can get your take on screen, man. Mm-hmm. Able to get this other review out. Um, I want to ask you a, a quick question. Yeah. Before we kind of get out, but like, and this is going to be some not re- relating to films or anything. Yeah, yeah. Not relating to TV shows, but like, how do you feel about? How do you feel about like just Tennessee in general? Like, how do you feel about Nashville? Because I mean. The only reason I ask this question because this is kind of like the chill portion, kind of the off-topic portion of yeah. our episode. Just going into like some stuff that I know you and me and I, we've been living in Nashville for so many years now. Yeah. It, does it feel any different than what it used to be? I guess you can say like after, honestly, like my my first got into high school, it felt like different and then it feels the same now. Like, after really? middle school, completely different. Really? Yeah, like I guess, like because like I was going, I'm going, I was going through my te- my high school years, and like you know, those years are different, and now like those years feel the same now, because I I still feel different. It still feels. Yeah, I mean, like, I- in, for Nashville, it feel. I guess you can say it feels different because I'm like I'm. Cause like I'm working in Nashville, I'm driving all around Nashville. You can kind of see how everything's different. A lot of businesses going around, starting. Everyone's moving here, mm-hmm. and the traffic is like it's not going to change anytime soon. It's going to be hella traffic. Yeah, because like that's the worst part about working in Nashville. Like I'm gonna be stuck in traffic for a while. Because mm-hmm. like. I'm planning on working in Nashville for another production gig. And I already tell it's going to be hectic because, you know, it is going to take place over the week. And like, you know, everyone after a certain time or a certain place is going to be traffic everywhere. Yeah. Do you, do you ever feel like with so many people moving into Nashville that it just kind of feels like it's more of a tourist town? Yeah. Tourist city. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm going to say this right now. I feel like Nashville, when we were younger and definitely a little bit in high school, it was definitely more of the small town vibe. Yeah, that's what my my mom said the same thing a few weeks ago. Yeah. Because, like, she lives here her whole life. And, like, it, was, it wasn't it was actually – it actually was a ghost town while she was living here. Yeah. Because then, it, like, when the Titans came here, that's when everything changed. Yeah. I, I would say that things changed because people started coming here more, but I will also say that – when the Titans started making the playoffs again, a couple years back, that's when it shit just got crazy. And, and you can kind of tell who's from Nashville and who's who's not. Yeah, because like, you know those Angel Wings mm-hmm. in downtown Nashville. Yeah, you can, you can see who's from Nashville. From yeah, because like I, I've never taken a picture of that motherfucker. I, I I wanted to, but then when I saw those people line up, I'm like, that killed the vibe real quick. <sighs> yeah, because like I was with, I was at downtown with family. Like okay, let's get a picture of these wings. I see a whole line. It was like a line all the way from- because they want to take a picture and act like they fucking special. And yeah, like, exactly. oh my god, be like about a far week. It's like you stop. I'm a Nashvilleian. I'm like, no, you're not. You just moved here. You're not a Nashville. You're from New York, and you moved down here because it's cheaper. It's cheaper as compared hell. to New York. And then you making our shit more expensive, it's forcing like- a Whole Foods be in the middle of the goddamn intersection. <laughs> like, I like there's the only. The, no, um, there's some good stuff like the f- stores, like food yeah. stuff. Like, you know, Slim Huskies. Yeah, Slim and Huskies are the best thing. There's actually a Slim Huskies near me, like two minutes away from me. 
Because you live in Antioch, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know that. That that That's the one that I was just like, yeah, that, that's fire. But I went to the one all the way like near downtown. Yeah. And it was really cool. And I feel like it was a, it's a great thing to have. And they've had like so many different locations all over now. Yeah. They have some in Atlanta. They have some in Sacramento. They have a lot in Tennessee. That's like one of the good things about Nashville. It's good for business, I guess. It's good for business. And if you can really hit your mark down here, you will make some good money. Then there's some businesses that annoy me. Like downtown is like those <sighs> um, peddling bars. Oh, fuck. Shit. <laughs> it got so bad. Like, you know, uh, Hume Fog. Yeah. They had to like ask the people running, like, can you stop so we can focus on our schoolwork? Yeah. Because we, we hear y'all yelling and stuff all around. Oh, oh my God, girl, I'm in Nashville. I'm like, I get it. Y'all trying to run a business, but can y'all like, yeah, can y'all stop, please? Can I calm it down at, at, at least? Yeah, I have. We, I feel like this is my take. Um, my take, my off topic take, whatever. But I feel like Nashville is just a whole different place. It may, this may be not an obvious answer. I feel like Nashville has become more of a big city for the good and the bad. The good in which that there's a lot of people who, who are getting business. There are businesses out there. A lot of entrepreneurs are able to put their mark there. We get stuff like Slim and Huskies. Uh, we get more looks for the Tennessee Titans. We're in the fucking playoffs. And, uh, you know, it's nice. It's a cool vibe sometimes. But other times, for the bad, you get very much annoying people from different states coming in here yeah uh you have developers and business owners that are sneak you know in a very sneaky way raising up the rent prices uh they're pushing black people out of you know historically black neighborhoods and i think for the most part they really like to use diverse diversity yeah here which they really don't have they really fucking don't it, it, <sighs> fuck and I guess it's just worse. It's just every time when I go through downtown and I see like these billboards of these different uh, red red state Republicans and uh, just what was that? I don't know. I don't know. I definitely need to go check on that. But <laughs> uh, give me one quick second, real yeah. quick, actually. That was another crazy ass break. Yeah. Mm. Another crazy break that we had, but I mean some of that chicken. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I mean like oh shit. <laughs> no, but my whole thing is that Nashville in itself is a place that like I think a little bit sometimes I can see myself living here and sometimes I don't. I mean, I consider, I consider move. I'm planning on moving soon, like later in the later years. Cause like I want to move out of here, like experience new things. Right. But at the same time, Nashville, like people who lived here for a long time, their whole lives is actually better than moving right now. Cause like, like there's some people, like some movie people I met on set, 
they live like in Texas. Well, Texas is cheaper than is getting cheaper. Like some people live in California, some people live in New York, and like more other states. Like I'm taking Nashville for granted because. Have you hear, ever heard of the pi- price of gr- uh, gas in other states? Yeah, the price of gas is just ridiculous. Like, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't even say that's a national thing. That's just a national thing because uh, gas. The I guess the gas line got hacked at one point, and uh, people started panic buying gas, and then yeah. it just caused the prices to go up. That's just some bullshit from dumbass people all over the world. Because the like, cheapest we got is like two eighty nine. Man, remember when gas used to be like one twenty? Yeah. Oh my god! It was like one eighty nine at one point. Yeah. Then now, like in other states, like it's almost ten. Oh my, yeah, Cali, I know. In Atlanta, it's like it's like four eighty some in some places. Shit. Like I'm planning on moving to Atlanta too, because I because I want like that's where all the jobs are. Oh uh, shit! I mean Atlanta. I have family who live there, so I can like yeah. hang with them for a while. I'm gonna just say this about Atlanta. Atlanta's a cool place if you want to go. Great dreams. But uh, sometimes that crime is no fucking. Joke. It is no joke. That is no fucking. They Especially will, at night. That's why, I like, at night they will fuck you up. Because like, there's like this mall. My uh, family warned me about because I was planning on going there to visit with a friend. We're going to the mall. They said, "Yeah, if you want to go to that mall, make sure you go in the daytime. Don't go at night because like, there's been a lot of shootings there." So yeah, I. The, there was one. There's a place called Atlantic Station that just stopped letting people un like. 21 and under come there past 9 o'clock p.m. Yeah, because like I've been to, I've been to Atlantic Station, actually. Yeah, and it's... It, it, was at, it was in the daytime, which is good, but like at nighttime now. Nighttime is ridiculous. That's why... Don't go out to Atlanta at night unless you're going to a nice neighborhood or yeah, a exactly, nice restaurant. Like that, like, and it's like the... And it's real close to your place. And it's like a lot of people there. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Fuck. Once, once it's like no one in sight, you're fucked. Yeah, you're fucked, man. But... Yeah, I just had to bring that up with Nashville itself because I just, I'm just getting a stark reminder every time I go to downtown that it's just ridiculous. And I more people have told me they hate downtown. They hate the city nowadays. And I'm like, no, you're kidding. It's Nashville. It's all home. But man, I love Nashville, but like, there's some parts I have problems with that. I'm, I'm just starting to have a love hate relationship. Just a lot of bullshit. And then when you mix in with Tennessee politics. Yeah. Because, like, my granddad, he lives downtown. Well, he, he can say he lives downtown. And, like, every time I pick him up, we see a lot of people. And, like, my mom, my mom's, like, yelling at him. Like, you need to, to go back. Yeah. Because, like, we have enough people. We really. Locals really. only. I don't want to be this guy, but get the fuck out. <laughs> like, get the. Please. Like, we need to go back to our rent being 800 a month. Because I remember there's, there's like, a lot of people, like, a lot of girls I've met. They're like, I just moved here. I'm like, oh. I just moved here. I'm like, oh. That's how it be, fam. That's not even for school. It's like, just live here. I'm like, damn. I came to start a new life. It's like, well, do it over there. Cause just do it rent, somewhere else. Not my here. rent is getting fucked, but. It's hard to find a place that's in the 800s. Right. Oh, my God. But there are some places, like, in the 800s, but they're, like, far, like, in Madison or Franklin. I'm like, oh, I want to move to Franklin. Yeah, but. That being said, man, let's go ahead and end this show because I know it's been almost two hours. And I know you got to get out of here. Man. Yeah. So with that being said, thanks for coming up in, man. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, bro. If you want to go ahead and know what Julian's doing, uh, you can go ahead and follow him on Instagram at Official Jew Blue. 
And T- Twitter at JuRoss0606. There you go. And if you want to go ahead and know what's going on with the Midnight Drop, or which is me, you can follow me at 615 underscore chill or at official underscore tmdpodcast.com. Also, if you want to go ahead and check out where we do all of our episodes or any other stuff, go ahead and go visit the website, www.themidnightdrop.com. We're available on all platforms where podcasts are played and be on the lookout for us for our YouTube videos and just new episodes every other day. Uh, thanks for much for joining by. We're going to have a new episode coming up this weekend where we're going to be doing reviews for A Hero, American Siege, The 355, Scream, and all that good jazz. But, again, my man Julian, glad he was here. Uh, glad you guys can make it and listen. This has been The Midnight Drop. We'll be back. Stay blessed, stay safe, and stay you. Peace.